Well, uh, you can go ahead and turn to John 3.16. We'll get there in a minute. And we've, we've been in resurrection, leave, stay, and go. And we're continuing today in resurrection, go. And this is a really important thing because what I want you to see is, whereas in the first couple of weeks, what we asked was, what kind of love did it take for Christ to leave heaven to leave godliness and come to save you. What kind of love did that take? What kind of love did it take for him to stay on the cross when he had that easy button? When he could have just called the angels and this thing's over. His pain's gone. He's saved. You know, what kind of love did it take for him to stay on that cross? This is huge. Because all he had to do, that verse we talked about last week said, at one word, I can call legions of angels. I think you said 12. I can call them in an instant and all this be over. They're not going to stand a chance against that. And yet, knowing that, knowing that he had an easy button, he sweat blood in the garden to stay for you. What kind of love does that? It's huge. If you didn't hear those messages, make sure you go back. Listen to those messages. You need to ponder the level of love that would do those things for you. But you have to understand that that love was poured out. Did, did he pour out the love just so that we could say, he died for me? Is that the only reason? Because he died for me is not enough. We have to believe in him as our Lord and Savior and confess him as Lord and believe that he rose again. The end result was not on the cross. The end result was in that empty tomb and where he went from that. The end result of that love was so that Jesus could go. So that he could go. So his love did not stop at the cross. And that's, you know, I've had people over the years, and I'm not, I'm not opposed to crosses at all, but I've had people over the years ask me if I want to put up a cross. And I'm like, my life started at the cross when he finished it, but it didn't end there. And I don't want to focus only on that portion. I want to focus on the empty tomb and Jesus seating at the right hand of the Father and me seated with him. That's where it is. Now, him crucified is what empowered that, and you don't forget that part either. But you got to understand that him crucified and the empty tomb was not the means to an end. It was the means to a beginning. Nicole said that. I can't take credit for that. It's not a means to an end. It's the means to a beginning. That's the beginning. All of this was done so that Jesus could go and set the captive free. So that he could go and sit down in the seat of authority. So that he could go. John 3.16 says this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life what's the bottom line of this verse what was God getting it what's the last two words is eternal life you can't walk in eternal life unless he sits down at the right hand of God 
Eternal life is not available to you until he takes his seat of authority and you take it with him. So the whole point of all of this, the point of him leaving heaven, the point of him staying on the cross was to empower him to go and bring eternal life to you. Not only that, but in John 16, 7, it says this. It says, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. I mean, they were, they were thinking, I don't know if I want you to go or not. It's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. It's to your advantage. It's to your advantage. In other words, Jesus was fulfilling all this. Why? So that he could go. Because when he went, something happened. When he went, something was poured out. Romans 8.29 says this. It says, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. In other words, when I go, I can reproduce myself. When I go, what I do is I open up the door for them to receive my love. And once they receive my love, they can walk in my love. They can live in my love. They can be my love. But they couldn't do it until he went. And he couldn't go until he stayed on the cross. And he couldn't stay on the cross until he left godliness and left heaven. So his love, you see that same thread of love that caused him to leave heaven, caused him to stay on the cross, that same love caused him to go and sit down at the right hand of the Father. And you see where Paul says, he says, look, I don't, I don't bring anything but Christ and him crucified. What is he talking about there? You know, because that kind of looks like he stayed at the cross. What is he really talking about? He's talking about not just the cross. He's talking about the love that kept him on that cross. He's talking about what I bring to you is this love made manifest through a man that was obedient to the heart of the Father. He's saying, I'm bringing the love of God. I'm bringing the passion that Christ brought. And I'm bringing that in my messages. And so I'm bringing that to you today. I want to bring the passion that says, Jesus didn't just go leave heaven. He didn't just stay on the cross. Jesus, that same love, drove him to go back to heaven and sit down at the right hand of the Father. And when you accept him to draw you up with him and seat you in heavenly places with him. It's the same love. The whole point was, in other words, what happened in the, in the leaving and the staying? What happened there? Who's, whose shoulders was that on? Who was doing the action? Jesus. Jesus had to leave. Jesus had to stay. Jesus had to go. But when he got to the go part, all of a sudden, he just exploded the ability of God's love out of one man and into as many as would receive him. This is where he was headed. This is what he wanted to do. But there's things that happened in that. Listen, listen to this. Because he went, his love could now manifest in all of us. And so I want you to focus today on what did him going do for you? What opened up in your life? 
And as you hear these, as we go down this list, this is what I want you to look at. Everything I'm talking about, it is yours. If you're a believer, it is yours right now. And it all happened because resurrection power enabled Jesus to go. And when he went, these things opened up. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to hear these things. Recognize if there's anything that's contrary to this list, it should not be in your life. And God has empowered you to step out of it. And right now, start applying faith that says, yeah, I'll be believing that from here on out. I'll be believing that. That's mine according to the going of Christ. That's mine. Because in order for us to hand those things out, We've got to be able to have received them first. So right now, right as we're listening, I want you to be receiving. I want you to be receiving the goodness of God. I want you to be receiving the promises of God. I want you to be receiving the life of God as we go down this list. Because this is not stuff that you're waiting on. This stuff is done. Here's some things. Through an empty tomb and his going to heaven his going our enemies are defeated the holy spirit has come to us resurrection power was released in you you were given authority you were given the ability to see from the perspective of heaven he works with us he intercedes for us he gave us fullness of life and we can receive love and live it and give it right now now This is probably not an exhaustive list. It's probably not everything. It's just the beginning, but it covers a lot of stuff. And I just real briefly want to go down. I gave you the scripture references. I'm not going through all those. You go look them up. And it would do you some good to go look these scriptures up. But right here, our enemies are defeated. It says this in Acts 2. It says, until I make the enemies a footstool for your feet. The enemies were defeated. Listen, every enemy you got, when Jesus went, they got defeated. You got an enemy coming up in your life right now in any form or fashion, that thing's defeated. Why? Because the love of Christ helped him to go. Caused him to go. Made him go. It demanded that he go. And when he went, your enemies were defeated just like that. Just like that. Your enemies are defeated. The Holy Spirit can be a part of us. He's our comforter, our helper, our teacher. Have you ever felt like, I just don't know enough? Well, that's the Holy Spirit's job is to help teach you. You got him. You might not have known that you have the Holy Spirit when you received Christ, but you have. Have you ever felt like you needed some help? Well, he's the helper. Have you ever felt like you needed some comfort? He's the comforter. He's all of those things. And when you start to know that, then when you get in that position where you feel like you need comfort and help and I need to know more stuff, now that you know that, know that this thing is done because of Jesus. Jesus going, all of a sudden you start to know, wait a minute, I don't need this, I have this. And then we turn towards God and say, Lord, pour it out on me. And now by our action in faith, God can say, okay, there you go. But before now, we haven't known about that stuff. So it's in essence, we've turned our back to those things. But the Holy Spirit was poured out. He said, it's to your advantage. It's better. That I go so the Holy Spirit can be here. The Holy Spirit can be a part of us. 
resurrection power is released in you. I want to read these, Ephesians 1, 18 through 21. I pray, do you realize that if you're born again right now, you, you have Holy Spirit resurrection power inside of you. Like not just, not just a little bit of power, you got the power to bring life back to the dead inside of you. It's who you are. Well, I don't feel like it. Well, that's your problem. You're based on, you're basing everything you believe on feelings instead of basing it on the Word of God. That's part of the issue. That's why I'm telling you, when he went, he released to you resurrection power. Look, watch. Ephesians 1.18 says this, I pray that the eyes of your heart be, may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. And here's what he's, he's wanting us to know this. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in who? The saints. So in the saints, so everyone that believes, they have a rich riches of glory that is a part of their inheritance. They have riches of glory, and it's a part of their inheritance. He's saying, I want you to know this. And what is the surpassing greatness of his power to us who believe? So forever, whoever is a believer in Christ, there's a power that's released to you that's not just power, it's not just great, it's a great power, it's a surpassing greatness of his power. Well, what kind of power are we talking about? Which he brought about in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. In other words, what he's saying, here's the power I'm talking about, the same one that brought Jesus back to life. That same power is their inheritance. That same power is in them. That same power is, is rolling over inside of them, waiting to get out. But do they even know it? He said, I'm praying that they will know it. I'm praying this morning that you will know about this power. He seated it. When did it happen? When he seated himself. In heavenly places. When the Father sat him there. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. And every name that is named. Not only in this age but also in the one to come. So in other words the same power that has to make other things bow their knee. If they're named they're going to have to bow their knee to Christ. That same power is in you. That's your inheritance. It's a surpassing greatness of the resurrection power, and it's living in you. Oh, man, has the devil tried to keep this out of the ears of believers. Has he tried to keep it out of their hearts? And if they've heard it, he'll try to talk to them about how bad they are so that they'll get in condemnation and won't, won't move on that. If, if they've heard about the greatness of the power that lives in them, he'll just try to constantly trip them up and keep them, entangle them with the cares of this world so that they won't ever use it. Because if they don't ever use it, they might as well have never known it. But if they learn about it, and this is what? Paul's trying to get them to know. And this is what it's for all believers for all time. When they start to learn about it, they'll start to say, I can walk in that. God's not a respecter of person. That says right there, I got resurrection power on the inside of me. 
Well, then all of a sudden somebody comes in front of you and, and they're not feeling good. You're thinking, I got resurrection power on the inside of me. Yes, you do. All of a sudden, your finances aren't where you want them to be. You start to realize, I got a, a riches of his glory inside of me. That thing doesn't have a right to stand. According to the word, that does not have, a, that lack is not of God. And they start to move on it and receive. They act totally different. Why? Because they gain some insight into what Christ did when he went. Not only that, but in Acts 1.8, it says, When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, which he was sent because Jesus was able to go, it says, power, you will receive power. What kind of power? We know already which power we're talking about. What kind of power are we talking about? Resurrection power. And then it says in Romans 8.11, But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, does the Holy Spirit dwell in you if you're born again? Yes. He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Holy Spirit who dwells in you. Oh, man. This stuff starts to turn in you. It starts to turn things. Just by accepting this kind of stuff, things in your body will start to line up and start to get younger instead of older. Why? Because there's a resurrection power inside of you, if you'll believe it. You remember, the word says multiple times, according to your faith, be it unto you. So in other words, you read this, you don't believe it. Well, I don't believe what that pastor said. He's crazy. You know, and you say that kind of stuff. Well, it's not going to happen to you. But if you'll say, as a child, Lord, I believe that. I, that, that, I see that. that. That means me. That was mine. That's for me. Lord, I believe that. All of a sudden, stuff will start working in you. Resurrection power. You just gave uh, authority to that resurrection power to do in you what it wants to do according to the will of the heart of God. Amen. Now it can work at you and it can restore you. It can heal you. Stuff just starts getting fixed. Why? Because there's resurrection power in you and you have given it the ability to do what it wants to do. By him going, you were given authority. Matthew 28, all authority has been given unto me. Ephesians 2, where we were raised up and seated with him in heavenly places. The place of authority. Listen to this. We were given by him going the ability to see from the perspective of heaven. Do you think that God looks down into your life and goes, Oh, that's a big one. I, I, don't, I don't think I can handle that problem. I don't, that, that's, that, hint, them needing a job. Like, have you seen the way they act? They, them needing a job, now that ain't going to work. That's too big. Or, or it's like, oh, wait, you think God looks down from heaven and, and says, Ooh, that's too big of a financial hole. Mm. Yeah, tough luck for them, boys. I sure would. I, I don't know. You know, golly, I wish there was somebody up here that was omnipotent, you know, all-powerful. Whoo, that's a big one. You think he looks down and says, ah, oh, the doctor just wrote terminal. Mm, that's tough. You think heaven's looking down in that sort of way? Nah. No. 
Colossians 3, verse 1 through 3 says, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, which you have, why? Because he went. Because he was going. Because he went. Because he was going. He he was seated in heavenly places and you were seated with him. And because of that, therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. In other words, look at things the way he looks at them. And he doesn't look down into those problems and go, ooh, that's too much. Mm. Sorry. He doesn't do that. He goes... There's resurrection power can fix that. There's a life that can fix that. In that those finances, nothing. I just break off a chunk of rock, throw it down there at them. That healing, look, look, look. I'll just, I'll just, if they'll let me, I'll just flip that switch of resurrection power inside of them, and that that body will just go to work. With resurrection power. Look at that, 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 that marriage, nothing, that's so easy. That's why we have divorce. Because people don't look at it from eyes of heaven. They see no hope. They're lo- focused on the negative instead of focused on resurrection power that lives in them and what is already done. Those finances, no problem. Healing, no problem. Needs a job, no problem. There's resurrection power. You look with eyes. Of Christ. Set your mind on things above. Not on things that are on the earth. For you have died. And your life. Is hidden in Christ. Where's your life at? In Christ. Where's he at? Seated in heavenly places. Far above all power. And rule and authority. Where's he at? He's seating at the place. Where he has sealed. Resurrection power. He sealed it. In other words, what he's saying is stop looking with a corrupted death of this world and look with eyes of resurrection power from the place of heaven. He's given us by him going, he's given us the ability to look from the perspective of heaven instead of from the perspective of earth. Instead of looking from a corrupted earth, wondering if this is going to be happening, wondering if it's going to get done, look from the eyes of heaven, seeing that there's no problem, because resurrection power will handle that. Amen? Amen. How important was it for him to go? You see what, how, what a difference this is already making in your life, simply because he went? Also, when he did, he works with us. He brings conviction and power, working with the Word. This is a huge one. He intercedes for us. Just think about this. John, come here real quick. Just think about this now. So let's say that this John's the Father, and and I'm the Son, and I'm seated at the right hand of the Father. I don't know about you, but have you ever found somebody that's praying for you? You know, I, I've told this story before, but there was this guy one time that went to my mom's church, and I didn't think that much of him because to me he wasn't a manly man. You know, and I'm like, he'd talk real soft, and he was so sweet and everything, and I was like, I was like, mm, good to see you again. It's awesome. Yeah, to me he wasn't a manly. Let me tell you, he was more man than I was. It was one day. 
Because I went through some stuff in my teenage years and my young adult years. And one day I went to my mom's church again and he was standing at the front door and my mom introduces him like this. You remember such and such? You remember, you know, him? And I said, yeah, I remember. You know what's going through my, um, I remember him. Here's how she introduced him. Again, you know, all these years, God has put you, Brian, on his heart. And he has been praying constantly all these years for you. I'm going to tell you what did to me. I was like, come here. (laughs) I thank you so much. I was like, it it broke me down. Why? Because by this point, I'd grown up enough to know I needed somebody praying for me. Man, I need you praying for me all the time. You know, people tell me, hey, I've been lifting you up. That is not an insult to me. I'm like, thank you, God. We need each other. But I'm telling you, there's somebody that was even better than him and better than me praying for you and you praying for me, and that is when Jesus is lifting us up in front of the Father. And when the devil comes and tries to trip you up and even catches you in a trap, you need somebody that's interceding. On your behalf. Basically praying to you for the Father. But this is no mere somebody. This is, this is the same person that carried the love that caused them to leave the Father for you in the first place. That caused them to stay on the cross for you. That caused them to go so that you could now receive his interceding for you. This is the kind of love that's praying for you. They're not praying like these little prayers. Jesus is not praying like these little prayers for you. He's praying resurrection power for you. He's lifting you up. And all that came about. He's able to now intercede on your behalf to the Father because he went. Because of the empty tomb. Because he was going. Amen? How powerful is that? He gave us, because of his going, he gave us fullness of life. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 and Colossians 3 and 3. John 10, 10. That you might have life and have it abundantly. And because of his going, we can now receive love and live it and give it. 1 John 4, 7 through 9 says this. Beloved, Let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. See, without Jesus going and sealing. See, when he went, he he didn't just go and sit down only. He went and he took his own blood in his going. And he went up to the altar in heaven. and And he put his blood on the altar to cover you forever. And when he did it that time. It never needed to be done again. And when he did that. You now had the ability. To receive Jesus as Lord. Now the sacrifice was there. For your faith to pour out. To receive him. And when he did that. All of a sudden. It allowed you to love. For the first time. And when he allowed you to love, 
you could not only receive his love, but now you can give it out. The firstborn of many brethren. He says this, love one another. Verse 8, the one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Verse 9, by this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. This morning, there's resurrection power boiling inside of you, ready to come out. It's resurrection life. If you're hearing this message and you never received that, you can receive that right now today. You can receive this resurrection power yourself. Why? Because Jesus was going for you. You can receive it because his love was poured out. And you can open up your heart. And this is not a mind game or just saying words. It's opening up your heart and saying, All right, Jesus, you're my Lord. You direct this life. You make the decision. I'm not in control anymore. You are. And it's for real. And if right now you're filling that pool and maybe you've, maybe you've done it before. Maybe you've, maybe you've accepted Christ. But right now you're going... Man, something's different today. Something's different. That's the Holy Spirit working with this word. Let me tell you this too. He's also going to be working to heal you. Because he works with his word. He works with the truth. He's working to heal you right now. It would not surprise me if y'all went home and I got a phone call this week going, You know what? I was having this pain. It ain't there no more. Why? Because there's resurrection power working. Come on, Jeremy. Uh-oh. Thank you. When we take communion, it's representative of receiving that resurrection power in us. It begins not just with a a healing power. It begins with a new spiritual life. There's, There's in communion, listen to this very carefully now. In communion, when you receive the body broken by Jesus, you are esteeming this. In other words, you're saying, look, this was the body that knew no sin. That he broke willingly for me. Now let me willingly not break his law and live for him. When you receive the blood, you're saying his love was poured out and shed for me. And I receive his death. I esteem it. I esteem his love. And I receive everything that he has given me through salvation. Including eternal life, including resurrection power, including any commands. Lord, I give you control of this life and I esteem it. We're we're to esteem it to the point where if we've got sin going on and we know about that sin, the Holy Spirit's pointed out that we don't play games with that. You know, 
Uh, I, I don't always say this, but let me say this today. If you are you got sin in your life and God's asking you to do something and you're not changing it, you don't want to take this. It's a good way to get sick. That's what the Word says. Because you open yourself up by not esteeming the body and the blood. If you If you got sin in your life, this is the point where you want to say, I'm done with it. And I'm not taking it lightly. And if you're not at that place, hey, I've been there too. Where I'm not at that place to give it up. Well, then just don't take the communion today. That's okay. I'd rather that you did, of course. But don't don't take it if you're not ready to take it. Because when you take this, it means something. This is not just broken cracker and grape juice. It means something. Spiritually, it's very symbolic, and it's saying, I honor you with this life today. And it's a great moment to say this. Today is a mark in my life. Things are changing. Lord, I confess to you. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I confess it to you. Lord, and I repent. In other words, I've been walking this way, and I'm not just going to walk this way and tell you I'm walking this way. I'm walking this way, but today marks the time where I'll turn around and I'll start walking towards you. And if we do those things, it says this, that the same love that sent Jesus, the same love that caused him to stay on that cross, the same love that went on your behalf will come down and he is faithful and he is just to forgive you of that sin. But it starts with us going, I'm not going to stay in this place because I esteem the body and the blood. So right now, I just, I just give you a moment if there's something that you need to do, let's just play some music very lightly. If there's something that you need to do and talk with the Lord, just talk with Him. Say it in a whisper if you want to and just say, Lord, I, I ask you to forgive me. I'm changing this right now. Lord, we just praise you and we give you glory. Make it yours. Esteem this right now. Lord, we just praise you and give you glory. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for not just dying for us, but helping us to get over our flesh, get over ourselves, get rid of the junk, all that stuff that's holding us back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We praise you. Lord, we just... You can just agree with me here. Just say, Lord, I recognize that I've been missing some areas. And right now, I just, I confess that. And I repent. I'm not staying in the same place. I'm turning around. There's a difference that's happening today. My life, if people looked at it, it would look different. Because I'm giving my love to you. And right now, Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life from this point forward. You are my Lord. And you, you can say that. It's important that you say that. You are my Lord. You're the director of my life. And I believe that your love made you leave heaven. 
that your love made you stay on the cross for me knowing that I would not do stuff right even to you and you still stayed and your love went back to heaven and opened up the door for me to know my father again that God brought you back to life and brought me back to life with him thank you for resurrection life in me right now and Lord as we remember and esteem the body and the blood of Christ Lord by faith we reach out and we receive the fullness of that eternal life in the resurrection power that makes our spirit whole again but also makes our body whole that also that also moves us to the place where lack is a thing of the past that solves issues solves problems the favor of God rises up Lord thank you for the riches of your glory that's released because of the going of Christ father we esteem the body of Christ and we esteem the blood that he shed for each one of us individually and we receive the eternal life through the resurrection power that you poured out in Jesus name amen you take the body and the blood His love did not stop at the cross. It was a me not a means to an end. It was the means to a beginning. And today, if you prayed that, you meant that in your heart, it's a new beginning for you. Right now, resurrection power is operating in you.